Hi, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey with Witcher. Um, this is a really special one. This is something we've um, we've not brought to you before. Um, we have another amazing guest, and I'm going to let my partner introduce her. Valerie? Well, we are so excited to have Dr. Rachel Cowart joining us today, and I'm going to let uh, Dr. Rachel explain more about her expertise. But in short, she has written an amazing book, as well as, you know, there's been a bunch of authors that have all been put together in this fantastic book called The Zeitgeist of Pop Culture, Welcome to the Continent, that's all about the world of the Witcher through the lens of psychology. And it's super interesting. And I'm just so excited to have someone classing up the joint and making this discussion <laughs> way more intelligent than what Tim and I, you know, we're usually like, oh, these characters are pretty. But Rachel's actually going to talk about like, what makes them tick and who they are, why they are who they are. So I'm really excited. Well, we are still drinking, so it might devolve. Well, we are still that. drinking, but uh, <laughs> so, um, but <laughs> Dr. yeah. Dr. Coer, uh, could you tell us a little exciting. bit about yeah um, who you are and what you do? Sure, I can also talk about how pretty they are. Don't I mean, worry. I'm not opposed <laughs> also to in it. my realm of expertise. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for having me. I am a research psychologist. I am a big fan of The Witcher, obviously, um, and I'm also the founder of the multimedia content production studio called Zeitgeist. It started as a pandemic YouTube channel, and it has since grown and expanded, including the series of books of which The Witcher is the mm -hmm. first one. Yeah. Um, and this series of books is, um, I mean, that's largely, I think, what we're here to talk about as well as the, the Witcher book specifically. But I mean, I would like just to know, just to start, where did this whole idea come from? I mean, it's just such a, a like, I didn't know there were psychology books out there like this. Uh, there's not, but there are now. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, when you study psychology, you study the human mind, and then you just start to see it everywhere, right? It's like you inadvertently start reading people or you see a show with a therapist in it and you, you were just like, Oh, that's an awful representation. <laughs> um, and it's just become second nature. And so when you mix it with a fandom, what's, what's not to love. I want to know more about what makes Geralt tick. And I thought maybe other people do too. Yeah, I hmm. found it absolutely fascinating. And we'll talk a little more in detail about it, but some of the chapters reminded me very much because I'm someone who's very engrossed in the fandom and especially on Tumblr, which people always joke like Tumblr is mm -hmm. still around. But there are some very like deep character dives that I've seen fans do mm -hmm. that reminded me very much of some of the essays that I read in your book. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we'll talk about what's in there. But there were a couple <laughs> when I was like, I'm just going to read a few pages. I only have a little bit of time. And I literally could not stop reading them. Right. Yeah. Like, more. No, they're very well, interesting. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, I think we need to take a pause, at least on on Valerie and my side of things. And um, what what are we what are we drinking? <laughs> we brought some, we some very specifically chosen whiskeys um, tonight. Like we're we're have we have separate whiskeys because we're recording virtually. Doctor Cohort is um, not in Southern California like Valerie and I are. So um, so we're all in separate places. So what that means is we have two paired whiskeys for you tonight mm -hmm. or well it'll be i'm saying tonight because we usually tonight, tonight question but. mark what is time <laughs> yeah, the witcher has yeah. anything <laughs> but um but yeah valerie what are you drinking sure okay well first of all don't judge me that it's a mini because i went and got a mini <laughs> but um this is tillamore so dew isn't that adorable <laughs> it's a little bottle of tillamore dew 
And yeah. uh, the reason I picked this, well, let me tell you a little bit about it first. So it's the original triple blend Irish whiskey known to the world for its smooth and gentle complexity. Made in Ireland, it's the perfect balance of both fruit and spice, a blend of three spirits. You won't find another whiskey like Tullamore Dew. Um, so the reason I picked this one is because it's blended, much like your book is a blend of psychology and pop culture. And this specific whiskey is blended from three different spirits, just as Welcome to the Continent pulls from three different source materials, exploring the trifecta of Witcher lore that is the games, books, and TV show. You take all of these different yet equally delicious flavors and combine them together in a way that explores their complexity while crafting something brand new. And that's quite the feat that you achieve in your book. So that's why I picked this one. <laughs> now I'm cracking it and open. You have, <laughs> you have such a nice thing prepared, and I, I don't I don't quite have it, but I'm going to go um, go off the cuff with mine. So um, I want something different. I don't I don't have I don't have. Um, a mini, um, but my bottle doesn't have too much left in it, as you'll, you can kind of see. I'm <laughs> it sort means of you picked a good sort of one. Seat. Yeah, um, but um, but like you'll also see, I've already poured some for myself. <laughs> um, so I chose um, Green River uh, Weeded Bourbon, and the reason why I went with this is, um, you know, typically bourbons. I mean, they can be made a variety of ways, but they're most commonly made uh, as along with the seventy percent corn that's required with um, with rye grain. Hello listeners, producer Sean here. Obviously, I couldn't let this one go. By definition, the mash bill of a bourbon is at least 51% corn, not 70. This is what happens when I'm not there. Tim will be drinking for that. Now back to the show. Um, but now you're seeing more and more um, weeded bourbon. They're still kind of a minority. They're not as common. And it just struck me as like, you're taking something that we're greatly familiar with, The Witcher, and putting something, adding an element to it that's not very commonly associated with it. And um, and it just, I thought, you know, the pairing sort of made sense for that because that's what I feel like weeded bourbons do. Plus, in addition to that, um, compared to rye, which can be a little spicy, Valerie's not always the biggest He fan drags of it. me all uh, the time because I'm not <laughs> so into rye all the time. <laughs> yeah, not, I'm not, I don't say she hates it. I just say you're not always the biggest fan. Sometimes you like uh. them, but it's always, I think, a little bit of an uphill challenge to win you over with a rye. Um, but, um, but like, yeah, rye can tend to be a little harsher, a little spicier. Um, wheat is generally a gentler grain. Weeded bourbons are going to be a lot um, gentler, um, easier to drink, which I felt made a nice accompaniment to this book, which is is not necessarily the easiest stuff to always get your head around. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think I want to be challenging myself with the whiskey while I'm also challenging myself with um, what I'm I'm reading. So that's why I went with something a little bit easier to drink. So, um, so that's what we, we got over here. Um, cheers guys. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Excellent choices. And I Thank like, you. To, I like that analogy. I think that it's not only a blend and you're right. It does pick on all the different phantoms, yeah. but it's 70% smooth and 30% spicy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers. And yeah, I, I mean, there's obviously a, a lot of curiosity, uh, like that I just have for this book. There's something, you know, that, like Valerie and I have been talking about things. I have a lot of thoughts and comments, some of which I have not even shared with Valerie yet. So um, she might be surprised by some of them. But like, I think one thing Valerie and I have both discussed that we're curious about, um, because 
Witcher is a very, obviously, it's pop culture, you know, it's very easily accessible. Anyone who likes good fantasy and adventure and drama um, could probably find something to like about it. Um, psychology and sort of the sciences are not always um, so approachable. And this book is definitely, uh, you know, it 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 takes a, a scientific approach to it. It's, you know, it's hard science. I, you know, sometimes I'm like, I didn't fully grasp what I was reading while I was making my way through it. And I'm curious, the audience, like, who do you see this book for? Like, who is, who would you recommend this to? Well, the idea behind the entire series is twofold. One, that someone who is a fan of The Witcher could get it and read it mm -hmm. and digest it and understand it. You're right that science is um, generally inaccessible. And so we went through as much effort as we could to make it as accessible as we could, but still keeping the scientific foundation. Because mm -hmm. the other audience I see for it is an introduction to the sciences. So for example, there's a chapter on trauma and resilience when we talk about Siri. And I thought, could a Psych 101 teacher assign this chapter about Siri to learn about resilience and trauma versus kind of more of a dry, boring hmm. psych 101 textbook. So it'd be entertaining enough, but with enough science that it would still be a valuable resource for them. It was very interesting. And one of the things before we get into like the nitty gritty of it, so I want to explain the structure of the book a little bit. Uh, there are different essays that are written by different yes. experts. And I was wondering what the process was. Did you put the call out for all these different people? Did yeah. you find Witcher fans? Like, how did you get everybody <laughs> to come together, too. including Doug Cockle, who writes the very first one? He does. Geralt himself. Yeah. Um, great question. So in the series, generally, we do do open calls, but I, The Witcher is so beloved to me. I was unwilling to do an open call. Um, <laughs> so what I did is I thought about what topics do I want to have in the book? For instance, I knew for sure I wanted Triss to have her moment in the sun, right? Mm -hmm. I want Triss to have her own chapter. And I wanted um, a chapter on Geralt. And I, and I thought about what do I want? And then I thought, who do I know in my network who would be really good, I think, um, at putting at putting these ideas together. And so I really curated this author list chapter by chapter um, to make it as, as best as it could possibly be. Hmm. Um, and is it like I guess I guess because you know obviously Valerie and I are not um we're not you know doctors, we're not psychologists, we're not professionals. We're, we're not book um, smart like no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well I'm just wondering <laughs> like like how easy is it to find um um people in the field who are huge Witcher fans, because this isn't casual <laughs> analysis of, of no. characters. Like it's talking, like it's clearly, clearly every um, author that's contributed to this book has read, read the, the Witcher books or they've yes. played the games, which is I a mean, huge there's a, there's a call yeah. out to one of the comic or it's like a story that isn't yeah. even translated in English that we don't have I access know. to that somebody references <laughs> yeah. about the cats and the, yeah, the, they don't mess the around. Stuff going down in Kermorin, and it's like, oh man, I yeah. haven't even read that. I do it with your <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're all in my close circle. I have cool friends. Awesome. Um, that's why you know, <laughs> for the other side guys' books, there are open calls because you're right. It's not that easy to find people who have that knack for psychology or some kind of communication science, and also specifically super into the same fandom that you happen to be right. into. Um, so it, it was really you know, right time, right place, right people, kind of the magic happened. Yeah. Well, that was what I found so interesting just on the surface is um, 
you know, like, like a lot of the stuff, like some of the stuff, you know, Valerie and I, we talk about this every week and, you know, we go pretty deep and I have hard times recalling details from, you know, these really thick Witcher books or, you know, uh, like side quests from the games for, mm-hmm. and I'm obviously if I was to commit myself to write a, uh, an article about something, I would, I would go back and, you know, research and do my homework. And I'm sure all of your authors were, but just even knowing where to start in some cases, <laughs> Yeah. And make these sort of arguments, or um, I don't know if that's the right word, but make this do this sort of analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they just have to have like such a deep knowledge, and finding that many Witcher fans in the world of psychology is interesting to me <laughs> that that even yeah. is, uh, yeah. you know, especially because this isn't Star Wars or or right. Marvel. This is, you know, Witcher's popular, but it is also kind of its own niche. So yeah. that's what I also find interesting. You're totally right. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah, um, the stars aligned for me. <laughs> when, you, when you first came up with the idea and you're like, I want to do Witcher, was there a moment where you're like, am I going to be able to find enough people? Or did you just know because it's your circle <laughs> that it's like, oh, I know enough people? Oh, well, there's a will, there's a way. Um, I I have a healthy obsession with the Witcher and mm-hmm. everyone who knows me knows that very much about <laughs> me. Um, and I'm also very stubborn. So I was sure I was going to make it happen. Now, I will say some of the other books that we're, we're feeling out now to fill, um, we're having a harder time. But mm-hmm. I think if it was just me being like, knock, knock, Rachel here, <laughs> yeah. we got to talk about The Witcher. And they were like, fine, we'll go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were all, I mean, all of the topics were very interesting and very varied as well. So it's cool that you were able to get such a wide variety of things, you know, whether you're talking about a parental, you know, Vesemir as a parent to say as a parent, or you mentioned series trauma, Tris. There's just so many different things and different topics that people talk about. It's a really lovely, like, just mix. And the book versus game versus show. Like, you have stuff That's with Regis yeah. and, mon- you know, what makes yeah. a monster. Oh, and just- yeah, there's all sorts of interesting yeah. little you know, juicy no, nuggets. There really are. And and like I said, originally, I was like, what do we need? I know for sure I want a chapter on Triss. I always love the grumpy old man. Vesemir's yeah, got to yeah. have his chapter. Um, I do that. You had to do something with the bard, whether it's Dandelion mm-hmm. or Yask, you're like, I can't pick a favorite baby, but if I had to pick one, it would be that chapter. Um, (laughs) And so I I had like the set, but then there were a couple where I had my friends come to me and they're like, actually, like the chapter on Regis, Amelia Herbst wrote that chapter and Mm -hmm. she loves Regis. It's her favorite character um, from the Blood and Wine expansion. And she was like, you have to let me do it. And now I hadn't (laughs) played that expansion. I didn't know who he was. And I was like, you seem really into it. (laughs) So I'm going to let you roll with it. And honestly, it's the cherry on the cake, right? It became the last chapter. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, it captivated me when I read it. So sometimes you let, you let the book take its own direction, right? I had some ideas, but it did kind of form itself out of this collection of authors. Now, is this the first um, book you've been, this this isn't the first book you've been an editor of, is it? Or yeah. Okay. No, it's not. But the first non like science, science. Mm. But, but, but the challenge of editing a book that at least you were familiar (laughs) with, even if you hadn't done a book like this. But you know, it's different when you're editing a book with academics that's meant to be readable Uh, by people who are not in science. Cause like, even for instance, like chapter titles, 
you'll get chapter titles that are 17 words long. And it's like, no, <laughs> no one will read that. We have to try again. I so loved, I familiar, um, but... what is love? Tris, don't hurt me, I think is my yeah. favorite chapter title of all the, the chat. They were all good, but that one I just had a little chuckle yes. over. <laughs> well, and it's funny because Celeste, because we're all academics, right? So she's like, can I do that? And I was like, girl, yes, it's great. You can do that. It was <laughs> yeah, so that funny. Was, that was like one of the best titles um i mean yeah. i think i think before we get too into it like you gotta ask the big question because it's right at the front of the book how'd you get Which doug is... cockle to, <laughs> to, yeah to... doug and i are friends oh, are you? Um, That's awesome. it's a small world and and i will say so i was talking about the book with someone the other day and they said is there anything in the book that didn't make it into the book that you originally wanted so in my original pitch my first opening chapters were going to be doug talking about embodying Geralt through voice. It was going to be Henry Cavill talking about embodying Geralt through acting. Mm -hmm. And I wanted um, Lauren to talk about turning it into a screenplay, Lauren Hirsch, the showrunner of Netflix. Mm -hmm. I could not get Lauren or Henry um, on board, which is totally <laughs> fine. But I got Doug on board. He was like, I'm totally here for it. And his chapter, I think, opening the book really is what sets the tone about, mm -hmm. about how we understand The Witcher and how Geralt became such an icon and why I love him so much. I think his well, chapter think is fascinating. Yeah, like Doug's was okay. very interesting. And especially he talks about how it was before the books got translated into English when I he first know. got the role. So he was just going off of what CDPR told him. And he talks a lot about emotion with the character and how he was told to play him emotionless, which is fascinating to me as someone who's read 90% of the books. It's like, I don't get that vibe from the source material at all. So it's just really interesting that that was the original direction he was given mm -hmm. and then trying to work as an actor through that and figure out like well i have to play him with some emotion i can't just be a <laughs> robot you know like that was just mm -hmm. very eye-opening to me it was very mm -hmm. interesting me too me yeah too. and i think the cool thing about um you know just as like looking at this as the book that that having that chapter does is it gives people who aren't um, you know, like psych students or um, in the, like it gives them a name immediately that they recognize that they can, you know, grab onto. And it, it, I think it does kind of send a bit of a message that this isn't, um, you know, just a, a psychological study that there is, yeah, one, it's also, it's clearly crafted by fans, but that mm -hmm. there's, um, you know, there are people contributing to it who come from the witcher world and not just the academic world and i yes. think um i think yes. that really i certainly when i saw that i'm like oh okay you know i think <laughs> we i can, can get, get on board <laughs> yeah i think i can get i can get yeah, through we this don't all have phds okay? <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know, um but yeah I, but doug's chapter is very smart you know yeah, I, it's I, very I, interesting like, <laughs> uh, before we get into like the nitty gritty, I do have one like general question for you. So yeah. what brought you originally to The Witcher? Like what was your first experience oh. with the world of The Witcher? What attracted you to yeah. it? Valerie, I was just listening to your episode. <laughs> about what brought you to The Witcher? Yeah. And I have a similar story. There, there um, were hot actually, men the in it. 3, yeah. <laughs> there were hot men in it. That helped. Um, the, the Witcher 3 was big in my house. Um, it came out shortly after I had my first child. So my husband was playing it, but I was a vicarious watcher. I played right. video mm -hmm. games my whole life. I love them, but um, I hadn't played it directly. I was watching it play. I was like, oh, this looks like a cool game. And then the show came out. And people were like, you need to watch the show. Well, at that point, I had two children. So I was like, I got no time. Um, like, it's yeah. so good, it's so good, it's so good. <laughs> and then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I have all this time. Maybe I'll watch The Witcher. And I tell you what, 
three minutes into episode one, I was sold. I was yeah. like, what is this show? I'm a, I'm here for it. I binged it. I started reading the books. I started playing the game. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the fandom for me. Yeah, similar, yeah. similar experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's funny because I do think Valerie, um, of the two of us, Valerie, I, or I think COVID and the pandemic had more of a direct effect on Valerie really getting mm-hmm. into the Witcher, but I feel like it, it impacted all of us, you know, like I, okay. I, yeah. yeah, it was the first time I played the Witcher three game all the way through. I probably wouldn't have done that if Valerie and I hadn't both watched the show and mm-hmm. um, found ourselves talking about it a lot. And, you know, and, and Valerie asking questions, just kind of us, you know, well before this podcast existed talking about it. And, um, and, you know, and then I, like you said, yeah, we all had so much free time. We were all stuck at home yeah. and, um, and I, I, I'm like you, I don't have two kids. Um, but like, I, you know, I've always been a little too busy for a lot of video games, even <laughs> though I love right. them. Um, I have to try to force them into my, my, my schedule and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was a perfect year to it's, kind of start doing that and hard. take on a game like that. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. And, you know, it was very cathartic, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, heroes and villains and i'm all i'm super into like medieval times and mystery and fantasy and so it was just kind of the perfect mix of all of that yeah and it's also just beautiful like look i had some zen moments at 2 a.m sailing around skellige and just oh absolutely (laughs) by myself you know it was fun it was a good time yeah it got me through some dark times guys For yeah, sure. you had some, you had you definitely had more patience with it than I did. You know, uh, look, I'm getting little, all those a little bit <laughs> question of marks out of the ocean. <laughs> I, I got every single question mark because that's how I have to be. <laughs> wasn't there wasn't there one you could never get or something like no, that? No, I got there <laughs> like, eventually. It, I needed did? to unlock something before I could get there. Uh, but yeah, I just remember for a while there was this one random like she had yep. all the question marks off her map except for this one. It was my white one. whale. So frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, but yeah, no, it was. It, it's interesting how COVID seemed to play a big role in mm-hmm. it because we've also talked about Valerie and I have also talked about how we feel like it's also um, maybe not always for the the better impacted the narrative of the show and just mm-hmm. what they were able to do mm-hmm. with season two. Um, like we don't know that, but we've speculated yeah, right. that maybe that had a role in a lot I mean, of creative nine, decisions made. Nine times out of ten, when something wacky happens and you're like, "That's weird." It's because there was something going on behind the scenes where it's either time or money or budget or actor availability or somebody got sick or somebody got hurt. You know, you're like, why is this act? This character suddenly killed off. Well, maybe, you know, something happened that we don't know about. Yeah. There's always something going on. It's, you know. But um, I want to. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, just to give before you get into deeper questions, just to mm-hmm. give um, readers who don't, well, well, listeners who don't haven't read the book, um, and I a little bit more of an overview i mean obviously you've set it all up pretty well but um so it's divided by like i'm you know i'm probably going to say chapters but that's not accurate they're essays, essays yeah. written by um, um a variety of authors and most of them if not all of them seem to deal with like individual characters which i um think w- also, personally, I feel like was a, a really good like it's an approach I thought was just kind of awesome um, because and Thank and you. I would use this <laughs> as a way as a way of selling this to anyone listening who's like I don't know if I want to read a psychology book. Um, it what I, I find really cool that it does um, is it allows you if there's characters that you gravitate within the mm-hmm. world, and I think almost all major Witcher fans fit that category. Um, 
you know, hopefully like the ones you're into are included here because they include a lot of characters, but it gives you a chance to really think about an aspect of their persona that you might not have thought about before. At least that's what I found mm -hmm. um, reading this. And what mm -hmm. I also found interesting, here's something Valerie doesn't know, um, is um, Valerie Valerie read the book before um, I did. She, um, she got through it, um, you know, pretty quickly, or at least like the first part and was telling me, she's like, she's like, yeah, I like this chapter a lot. This one, I don't know. I couldn't really get into it. And then I would read that chapter and I'm like, what is Valerie talking about? I thought this is like really interesting. And, uh, and, and, and it's not meant to be a, a diss to Valerie. No, yeah, it's what just I different people, is, you know? Yeah. Well, what I think it is, is it's like, for example, I remember one question, one, and I don't want to misquote Valerie, but I don't remember, I remember you saying you didn't quite anyway. like it as others. <laughs> well, well, the chapter about Tris. Yeah. Um, and I remember you said that wasn't your favorite chapter. Well, I read it. I'm not going to say it was my favorite my you know favorite essay i'm not gonna say it was my favorite of all of them but i again really enjoyed it but i also realized i'm like i've always i think consistently liked tris a bit more than valerie you yeah. know that's not that valerie doesn't like her but yeah. like you know when we played the games i romance tris valerie romance yen um you know i've always kind of had a soft spot for tris so i'm like i think i just i like tris more and so i found all these different um, this, this, this looking at her growth and how certain things affected her personality really, really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, and you both, like, I, you know, you just said you thought maybe it was your favorite, um, of the, of the book, the one on Yaskir. I like Yaskir a lot, but not like Valerie does <laughs> and not like, um, not like, um, um, a lot of fans do like, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know. Uh, and and that one I didn't quite get as much out of as I think um, maybe you did, um, mm -hmm. Dr. Coward, or maybe mm -hmm. um, Valerie did. So, um, yeah, I think that's what's kind of interesting is I feel like maybe people will respond to different mm -hmm. chapters and they might they they probably that probably says a lot about who their favorite characters are, yeah. and who they respond to in the games absolutely. so much as what's there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Great point. My yeah, and to Tim's point, one of my favorite chapters was the psychology of attachment, Yennefer of Engerberg. And Yennefer yeah. is a character that I re I relate to very much. And just reading that chapter, I was like, oh, I see things reflected in Yennefer that are also reflected in myself. I don't know how I feel about that. That's but it, like psychology. I know, That's right? Great. But it gave me yeah. it gave me some interesting insights. And Tim and I are people who talk about these characters a lot and live in this world a lot. And I'm still learning new things from this book that I didn't think about before. For example, in that specific chapter, the author talks about how um Yennefer's like first burst of magic is to protect herself by uh, avoidance strategy by getting away from the people that are bullying her and that's uh, the, the exact sense is this is the first insight we were given into her natural magical ability as well as her coping strategies avoidance and withdrawal with both emotional and physical are very common coping mechanisms among those who are insecurely attached and I thought that was so like just an interesting insight that I hadn't previously considered about that character yeah yeah, it gave me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, it's just there's like such great juicy little nuggets in there, and that yeah, like that chapter about um, the Askir slash Dandelion through the point of view of his songs. Um, there's I'm trying to think. Oh, your chapter about monsters, uh, Geralt and non toxic masculinity, I thought was very apropos, especially with all like the drama that's happening surrounding Henry Cavill's departure and how there have been some really toxic fans completely missing the point that this character is like the opposite of a toxic man. He's you know, he's just that's not Geralt's vibe at all. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So 
so, lots of juicy details. And and so yeah, how did how did the different um, chapters come together? Like you told you 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 said a few, you know, like um, Doug Cockles and um, also the final one on on Rages. But like, yeah. did the people you reach out to did they give you the idea? Like because you have almost all the major characters yeah. covered here. Um, you know, you might. There might be like a, a more deeper, deeper cut character that's like, oh, I would have liked to see this person included. And instead you went with this one. Um, but like as far as just the core group, they're all yeah. there they're and all just there. It, the just ex- all here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I had made a list uh, actually of uh, it was um what was the list? Geralt, Yaskier, Triss, Yen, Siri, Tisea, and Vesemir. That was like my core. And I was like, we have to have chapters on them. And actually with the Askir chapter, I originally reached out to a different author and they had said yes. And then like four months into the project was like, actually, I can't do it anymore. Oh, bummer. I, was like, I refuse to publish this book <laughs> without a chapter on the bar. So yeah. like, we went out and we, we figured it out. Um, but then for instance, so Seth uh, Pierce, it's the third chapter, the outsider within it's a more kind of theory chapter you know what is a monster how do we Mm -hmm. talk about you know monsters we think about dracula he's a monster and and he does that kind of layered on top of Geralt. um i didn't actually know seth before i wrote this book but i heard him on a podcast talking about how he went to a witcher larp no in poland oh that thing yeah (laughs) yeah and i was like who is this person i must know (laughs) him he sounds great um and he pitched me that idea, like, actually, it might be really interesting to open up talking about because everyone calls Geralt a monster. And is he is he really? Um, and then the ethics and the Witcher code by Chris Leach, which is the following chapter that was also pitched to me. I didn't have that at all in my radar. And he was like, I find it really interesting that sometimes Geralt's like, no, actually, I'm not going to kill that. I'll tell it to leave, but I'm not going to yeah. kill it. It's not really doing anything. And I thought, you're right. You know, he's a bounty hunter with ethics. Like, that's a really interesting take. Hmm. Um but all the main characters, I didn't really have the topic necessarily. Like I knew I wanted something on Yaskir. Yeah. And then they came back to me with the topic. Um, but was it easy to find people among your circle to cover? Like, like, did you have someone who's just a big Tris fan and someone who's a big Vesemir person? And a bit, you know, like, it did kind of work out. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, with Susea, um, they're both um, licensed clinicians and mm. they do a lot with families and parenting. So I knew that that would be kind of the sweet spot to go with them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Celeste is a big trust fan and actually shout out to Celeste. I don't know how she did it, but when she, she really committed, she replayed all three Witcher games. <laughs> she reread all of the primary novels. Nice. Before she yeah. She's quoting stuff from the first two Witcher games, which I've never played. You know, yeah, <laughs> I know, but you know, Trist doesn't have, she is a main character, but you have to get her snippets here and there. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, who knew there was so much information about Triss in the world? Uh, yeah, that's why I said I'm really impressed with the level of um, of just knowledge. It, like, like I said, this isn't just someone, oh, I just watched a Witcher show and, you know, no. I think I know. But this, these are people who know like the different aspects of this franchise, which like expands um so beyond and i like certainly you know not only have did i learn obviously a lot about um the psychological aspect of of some of these characters but um even things like <laughs> i i felt like i should have known but like when i was reading the yaskir chapter like the first song that's mentioned i'm like is that like i, I guess they does have another song <laughs> there i forget yeah. which one that was but the first one you know from episode two i'm like i don't even think of that when we did our, our oh, episode yeah. where we ranked 
Yaskier songs. We definitely didn't include that one either. So, that's, um, that's so yeah, now I'm like more and more. I'm like, I'm I, when I was reading that, I'm like, oh, just another, another example of why we eventually got to go back and redo, <laughs> redo that <laughs> ranking. <laughs> we, we found out we forgot another, we like the, the first song, but then there was another one we had already realized we had forgotten. So, Fish well, Mario's daughter. Three, yeah. But now there's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Um, this, to be, to be clear, this was written before season three came out so we only yeah. have the songs from the first two seasons yeah i yeah. figured that that yeah. seemed fair um but um but you know like there every song seems to be accounted for including ones yeah, i didn't I even know. think about She's great. <laughs> so. Ileana was great, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that like you know it definitely there's the the fandom is very very um clear like was there anyone who um like you wanted to use on the book but it was hard finding them like what what like were there what were the challenges in kind of pairing up the subject matter matter with the the you know the writers the in this case there yeah. was i mean so a lot of people wanted the end <laughs> yeah that's the thing i would think like yeah yeah. Uh, like, like if I, I, obviously I'm not a, a psychologist, but if I was someone you reached out to and it's like, oh, but I'd like you to write about Vesemir. Well, I like Vesemir just fine. I don't think I, I don't like him enough to devote that much work to him. So it's like finding people that were passionate about yeah. these things. That's what I'm I, curious about. I think I just have cool friends, genuinely. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure the magic could be recreated. We, we recently curated um, a collection for, for Black Mirror. We're doing another mm. fandom. And, and as much of a fandom as that has, it, it, it was a challenge because people were like, I don't really want to delve that deep into this particular topic. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, besides everyone fighting over Yen, <laughs> it, it went pretty, it went pretty smoothly. I think because we have all the main characters, right? So I'm like, okay, here are your choices. And it's like, oh, I'll take this one and I'll take that one. And oh, this one's open. And, and everyone just kind of went for it. Well, how much does that, um, like we say people fighting over Yen, <laughs> is it just because everyone just likes yen just as a per like as a character or like how much is it like oh that's just such a juicy site like i'd love to dive into, <laughs> yeah. into there's that there's so many things you can talk about right and that that was actually the discussion we had because it's like do we want to talk about attachment right which is what marie shanley who wrote the chapter ended up pitching or do we want to talk about her relationship with Geralt, or do we want to talk about her relationship um at eratuza and like the dynamics there like there's so many things about her her interpersonal growth over over time like we see her change and grow so much over time um so it was really just like what aspect do you want and yeah she's you know she's a sexy choice mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah she absolutely is um the one I, now i'm curious and, and valerie jump in because i feel like i'm asking a lot of questions <laughs> but i'll ask this one and then i'll shut up for a bit um i'm curious um you know as as i'm sure a lot of people are are there any ones who who didn't make it into the book like characters you would have liked the chapter to personally i will say i'm surprised there's nothing for lambert because he's such lambert. an interesting character in the game yeah um you know and and what you learn from him in the witcher about him in the witcher 3 game and his history and his whole prickly persona um you know and i like we're both valerie and i are both fans yeah. of of lambert in the game but also on the show we're big you know and his um, uh his friendship with aiden yeah. who everyone online decided was immediately his boyfriend <laughs> like there's no yeah. fans or butts about it they mentioned aiden <laughs> once in the game and um, it's like yes lovers <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if he was like ever considered or if there are other characters like that would have 
made for I mean, a good one? That would have made for a good I think the the issue was there weren't others actually that were considered. There's a bunch of characters we could have done. I think um Queen Calanthe would have been a good mm-hmm. one too. Oh. But I knew I could have eight to ten. Eight to ten, twelve at most chapters, because you're trying to make a book that anyone can sit and digest. Mm-hmm. And so you can't have too much content because it becomes too overwhelming. As it stands, it's already a two hundred and sixty something page book. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I was like, okay, let's focus on the main ones and see if we can get um all them covered. But maybe there'll be a volume two. Yeah. Like <laughs> side, side quests. Yeah. There's not well, is there but there's not one that you just you're like, oh, I wish I could have. That's kind of near and dear to you personally. Uh, well, Geralt. Geralt <laughs> is near and dear to me personally. Actually, and and Vesemir. I, I love Vesemir as a character. Uh, I know he's not like super interesting, but I, I find there's something, you know, really super interesting about him. So I don't feel that I'm missing anything, but I know that there was like so much more that could be mm-hmm. added if it was if it was larger. I mean, I have a pitch for you. I don't know how you'd put the yeah. psychologist lens on it, but I always find yeah. the various uh, incarnations of Istrid fascinating and how we've often said that yes. show Istrid is by far the best Istrid. And we've seen books of Istrid. We've also seen Hexer Istrid. So <laughs> there's there's different yeah, versions of them. And the show Istrid one would have been the one. The show <laughs> one could is, have a chapter. Yeah, 30. so much yeah. more interesting and like less toxic i feel than he is in the books yeah. and it's just a cool choice yeah. that the show made and i think the actors really help bring that character to life as well but again i don't know how you tie that in <laughs> with yeah. a nice I mean, tidy stri- psychologist bro. yeah would have been good i mean uh, there's a lot i know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean there's yeah. psychology yeah, Ren- everywhere but <laughs> yeah stregobor and renfrey like uh. yeah renfrey yeah. yes yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. Well, we're I both very- big renfrey fans yeah i very much you know you're talking about it being 200 and some pages but i very much appreciate that the chapters are very tidy like they're easy to get through Good. they don't overwhelm you Good. there's you know I, I we joke about in my journey reading the witcher novels and it's taking me forever because the chapters are so damn long <laughs> it's just like a 50 page chapter is a big commitment so I'm, I'm like oh yay like a 10 to 14 page chapter perfect this is a great length oh great okay oh, i'm so glad to hear it because you know yeah. we're all scientists trying to trying to figure it out but right but it's nice about condensed. the witcher novels you're right Oh, there, I there's have the same long problem. Page. <laughs> Look, yeah. and like the fall of Eretuza, you know how many times I was just like, oh my God, I was not absorbing anything. Yeah, I was for reading. sure. I was like, it's just so many words. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because like reading, I I started them, I'd seen the first season of the show and then I started the books and I'm still, I still have one to go. And it's very interesting seeing some of the things that people kind of pick apart at online at the yeah. show, but not realizing right. that like the book dials it up to 11. It's like, like right. the politics, right. for example. I just finished like the second to last book and there's this whole chapter about Dijkstra visiting this seaside kingdom and the trade economics of this kingdom and him talking to this king. Right. And it's like and completely unnecessary, really. But it's there for like 30 some pages. Right. So it's yeah. kind of interesting <laughs> that tangents yeah, the book goes off on. Absolutely. Yeah, let's dive in. Dive into that. Like, make, you can make a spinoff that just dives into the psychological aspects of these weird ass tangents, <laughs> these sure. random things, random that point of view characters. Up. Here's some lady yeah. that's in a court, and you're just going back and forth to her right. telling the story of what happened while she's on trial. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Hey, then I'd read that. Yeah, right. No, it's. I I thought you guys tackled a lot of interesting topics, and like I said, I definitely learned some some things about myself in the process, which I'm not sure if I necessarily wanted to learn those things. But hey, that's the point of psychology, I guess, right? It's a double edged sword. I know. Valley, I'm sorry. I know. Also, the uh, revealing too much, but the chapter about Tissa and uh, parenting, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. 
I see some of my childhood <laughs> in that too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've you've mentioned, um, yeah, Geralt is near and dear to you. So was it always going in? You're like, I want to write a chapter about Geralt and toxic. Like I'm curious because yeah, like of all these different um, um, essays, like like only one of them is written by you, um, and it's it's co-written, right? It is. Um, yeah. So um, so yeah, I just like how that ended up being the one that that you contributed um was it just entirely about the love of Geralt or uh, how, you know, well, how that I happened? do love Geralt uh, no that was not the chapter I was going to write um Kelly Dunlap is a clinical psychologist dear friend mm. of mine we were going to write about the mental health representation in the Witcher originally Ooh, yeah um Geralt you know kind of openly talks about his mental health it's not stigmatized um it's really kind of a, a novel take on how you talk about mental health in the media and that was going to be the original thing. And when the first drafts were due from all the authors, Kelly and I had written nothing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe this isn't the topic for us. But, you know, I'm the editor, so I get some from leeway with the deadlines. Um, and then we were just like, what if we instead went in this direction and it kind of, you know, wrote itself. So I guess that was the chapter that was meant to be. But it was definitely not the original idea. But, you know, Geralt is a man's man, but he's not a man's man and mm -hmm. i thought it was important to to reflect that yeah no i i mean that was i think um definitely one of my favorite chapters as oh, well thanks. in light of like valerie summed it up earlier in light of everything else kind of um that we're seeing with witcher fandom um and um and you know i work you know my day job is you know i deal with superheroes and write about the, them a lot and the, you know you talk about like different takes on masculinity and stuff like right, that yeah, yeah. Um, right. so, um, but like, but that chapter, yeah, really, um, really sort of strong one, but, um, I, I found it kind of fun. I'm like, okay, you know, this is your, your, your little baby, your project. Yeah. You could have written about anything. And I, I found that interesting that that's yeah. the one. And, and I also got to say to you, I find it, <laughs> but like both fun and reassuring that you know um you're the one overseeing and everyone's turning stuff in and you hadn't even started yet. I had, literally <laughs> i was like Kelly, you haven't written anything yeah no secrets out <laughs> oh because that yeah talk about seeing yourself and things yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all well, the same while yeah. um editing this book how many times did you have to fix an autocorrect spell on somebody's name oh my gosh so, so many yeah Jennifer, I was like, I added it to the dictionary. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, yeah. Oh, the worst. Yeah. I my phone finally has figured out Yaskir. And I was like, I never thought this day would come. <laughs> like it still isn't a hundred percent, but I do a lot of Tim makes fun of me because I'm an old lady who likes to do a lot of audio notes and stuff and or audio text, just voice to text. Yeah, I it's just easier. That, yeah. And yeah. he like, you know, I have a bad wrist. It's hard to type sometimes. But um it's funny to, uh, I finally, I said, yes, gear, and I actually got it instead of yes, her. And I was like, yeah, how do I do this again? How do I keep this from keep happening? <laughs> I don't make fun of it. It's just, I can't, I can't, um, keep notes that way. Like my yeah. mind doesn't work. I ramble too much and like <laughs> end up and then, you know, and then it doesn't quite say what I wanted to say. There was too many weird random errors. things in there. I mean, yeah. I fix it, but you know, sometimes you just want to get something out quick. And, yeah. yeah. See to me, it's quicker. Just and that's how you get. Yes. Her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've gotten, certainly gotten some pretty interesting text messages from Valerie over the years. <laughs> She's like, Oh wow. That's not at all what that's I meant. That's not what, it's fun though. It's a fun game. 
game, you try and figure out what it's actually supposed to say. <laughs> I know what she means. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, where can people find this book? Is it releasing soon? Is it already out? It is out. It Ooh. came out last week. As Exciting. Recording. Yes. Um, it is available if you go to ETC Press. They are a press of Carnegie Mellon University. If you Google the site guys at Pop Culture, The Witcher, ETC Press, you will find it. Um, it takes about six weeks to come up on Amazon because they like, I don't know, pull from the internet every hmm. six weeks or so. So eventually it will be on Amazon. But for now, um, it's purchasable through um, the publisher's website. But the great thing about ETC Press and the thing, the reason I went with them and the reason I love them so much is because you can download the PDF of the book for free. Oh, nice. Science should not have a paywall. So you can receive all the content for free. But I would highly recommend the paperback because CD Projekt Red um, gave us permission to use their beautiful images on the cover. And it is a very nice looking book. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. I was curious. Did you reach out to them? And they they were like, oh, this is an awesome idea. Uh, I reached out to them and they were, yes, they were very generous awesome. um, in letting us use their imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Very I was curious cool. about that. Um, and um, okay. So this is, this is out and, and absolutely everyone should, um, should check it out, especially, you know, those of you who, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, I, you know, I, I mean, the thing can be downloaded for free and read, you know, by Give anyone interested. What's really stopping you? Um, but it is um, it is meant to be a, a, the first in a series. Right. So like, um, how is that working? How often are these different zeitgeist yeah. books coming out and which other ones have you announced um, and have yes. on the schedule? There's some great ones coming. We plan to do about four a year. The next one to come, it's all almost done is the Mandalorian Ooh. very excited about um and then Umbrella Academy and oh Black also Mirror. Ooh. those yeah. are the first four yep. yeah I'm super excited about there's a lot more in the pipeline but those are like close to being finished yeah yeah and how um how do you how do you figure out which ones of these you're you're going to do because those are all again obviously Mandalorian is Star Wars Star Wars is huge yeah. but though but still it's a very specific slice of star wars um and these are all you know um they have fans but they're like i said for witcher they're a little niche you know it's it's mm -hmm. not like you know you're going broad so how are you like it seems like you're targeting specific um properties like that and i'm curious yeah. how you're picking them um well i because i like them mostly <laughs> um and they're pitched to me and um first benchmark is like is Henry Cavill in it? Yes. Is Henry Cavill <laughs> in it? Yes. No. Um, yeah, they, they're pitched to me, and and I and there are franchises that I think have really interesting psychological concepts to explore. Umbrella Academy, yeah, like a, for sure. Yeah. This idea of a found family. You have this idea of like the the whole the father. Like there's like three chapters on the father alone. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then the Mandalorian. It was so funny. Uh, Jess Tompkins, my dear friend, who's editing the Mandalorian put out a public call for it and uh, it has 10 chapters. And when she showed me the original list, there were six of them about Grogu. And I was like, no, Jackson. <laughs> like everyone desperately wants to talk. About it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just like, is it interesting to me when I see the pitch? Do I think there's some interesting psychological concepts to explore? And does it have a fandom? Like mm -hmm. Umbrella Academy, right? Is originally a comic. It's got a, it's got a pretty good size fandom. Yes. It's niche. It's not, you know, Star Wars broadly, um, but it's got a good fandom there to, uh, to explore. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and so these are all things you're personally fans of. Huh? Like, now I'm looking well, at your your background there oh, and seeing so if I can yeah. get any. I can see. Let me. I'm going to look in, at the list. Here. There are some that I know nothing about, actually, that got uh-huh. pitched to me. And I was like, just so you know, you're on your own. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> um, we're doing we're doing bluey. Have you oh, seen Blue? Really? I've heard of it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I am such a fan. I, I am a fan of that. But we're doing Dragon Age. I've never mm-hmm. played Dragon Age. We're doing Elder Scrolls. I've never played gotcha. um, Elder yeah. Scrolls. So I'm leaving it up to them to kind of figure that out. So a lot um, of a lot of games because I know I did notice games. I did notice yes. in your 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 bio that you do a lot of work with kind of like gaming and the psychological impacts of of of, of That's it my all, day right? job yeah my day job is working <laughs> in games yeah I'm the research director of a nonprofit called Take This and mm-hmm. we advocate for game makers and game players um, and I've been working uh, studying the uses and effects of games for more than ten years so my original love is with games. So, um, so now I got to ask, what are your favorite, what are your favorite games? Witcher 3. Um, yeah. I mean, role playing. I like games that take hundreds of hours to complete. And I have three children now. So that means I really do not play them. Um, but, you know, Witcher 3, Final Fantasy, 6 is my favorite, but like 10 is really good. And yeah. Oh, I have thoughts on 10 because 10 is, oh. oh, girl, 10 is this beautiful <laughs> reflection on faith and sacrifice yeah. and love. Oh, I know and what you're then- going to say. They I went and made ten too because women be shopping and uh, girls <laughs> like to play dress up. And oh yeah. my god, it makes me so mad every time. <laughs> you're so you're right, you're right. But you know what I find interesting about ten? How I said I really like Vesemir. I loved Orin. Yeah. Orin was my favorite character in ten. So I yeah. think I just like the grumpy old man. Um, yeah, and like Legend of Zelda. You know, mm-hmm. those those kinds of games. Okay, I've been um the one I've been trying to get Valerie to play for quite some time is Mass Effect. So, I will. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very slow with games. And Witcher, <laughs> they did that upgrade on Witcher three, so I've been well, doing my second playthrough yes. on Witcher three, yeah. which it's, I'm it, already overpowered again. It's like, how does this keep happening to me? Oh, because I do every side quest. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not like you know. Um, it's only just because it's it, it's my second big game fandom. Yeah. So you know, it's like Witcher well, and Mass if Effect. If you want to do a Mass Effect book for Psych <laughs> of pop culture, you let me know. We'll put that together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would certainly read the hell out of it. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> that Making one, a mental absolutely. note. Yes, very good. Yeah. Have you ever played it? I have not, but oh. I know about it because of my job, but I have not actually. Oh, okay. All right. But, but I, I know there's a lot of plan fans. on it. I just, yeah. you know, I yeah. like very much that you can be a lady. That's very exciting to me. <laughs> yeah. That is exciting yeah. to ladies that when we can play as a lady. We, we don't usually, or if we do, she's like, you know, very scantily clad, usually, yes. is the girl in the yes. game. So yeah, I'm excited that, change, that I, yeah. And it changes yeah. things depending on, you know, yeah. like, well, well, it largely just changes who your romance options are. But mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's like why most people play games, uh, these sort of games. Well, anyhow, are they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I romance everyone in Witcher 3. I'm actually romancing <laughs> everyone, everyone this time. So I'm not choosing between Triss or Yen. So it's going to no. be an interesting. Right. Yeah. The Valley knows full well what happens. Oh, what when happens? You do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she's doing, yeah. she's doing it <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah. YOLO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, guess one final thing I wanted to say, and then Tim, if you have anything else um one of the things i really loved in this book too is just a fun little detail is at the end when you see everyone's bios everyone has a witcher school that oh, they, yeah. i assume assign yes. themselves but a lot of school of the wolf i did notice I, that i've had i made them take an online quiz i like did you? That's found so funny. some kind of online quiz and i was like take it i oh. did that yeah. quiz yeah what does it say yeah. then that so many of them are school of the wolf are like are like school of the wolf tend to be more scientifically minded or something like that or more 
you know. Like, I'm more curious why there's one school of the Viper. What I does saw that no, say? no cats. Yeah. Like I'm cat. I no. did that online quiz yeah. and I was definitely cat. And I'm like, yeah, that like tracks. <laughs> two griffins, one yeah. Viper and the rest were wolves. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into maybe, that. Maybe the quiz was just broken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was probably like a BuzzFeed quiz. I don't yeah. know. That's funny. <laughs> but oh. yes, thank you. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Yeah, no, it was really it was super, cute. That was yeah. super fun. Yeah, that was actually, I'm glad you asked that, Valerie, because I noticed that too. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's fun. That's why I said, like the sense of, you know, there's a sense of play in this book that fun. like everything yeah. from like the title that Valerie mentioned to, um, to, you know, there's definitely humor in some of um, the essays to so things like, yeah, yeah, people, what, you know, what school they they belong to that I think kind of makes the book, um, well, it'll make you think and it'll challenge you if you're not, a, um, a, you know, a, a psychologist or, or study, you know, or studying it, mm-hmm. it, um, it, it just, it, it's, it still is like accessible and stuff that something that like everyday readers can get through. And if they think about it, like can really learn a lot about these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, as Valerie has mentioned, maybe a little bit about themselves, whether they want <laughs> to or not, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, why they like certain of these why, characters. Why some of us relate to Yennefer and her yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. uh, hmm. You know, the more, you know, the more, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I think the blurb on the back, I don't remember exactly what it says, but it's something about like finding ourselves in these characters. And I feel like even for me and for the authors writing them, I think you do realize like, yeah, it's a world of magic, but it's really a world of people. And and you mentioned Doug's um, essay at the beginning where they said, play someone with no emotion. And Doug talks like, well, Geralt was a human at some yeah. point. Like he has to have some emotion. And yeah. How do we humanize him? And so, yeah, you'll definitely find a piece um of yourself there. And also we would be remiss not to mention that Lauren Hirsch, the showrunner of the show wrote the blurb yeah. for the back of the book. Um, I think I screamed when I got that email, but <laughs> um, her little like quote at the end was saying, you'll never read, watch or play the Witcher again. And I think one that that's true, but I think two, you'll also look at yourself differently and how you kind of fit into these stories. And mm-hmm. they're not so different from us at the end of the day. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then I think um, unless Valerie has something else, let's just let our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, you have a very, your very details. interesting social media feed. <laughs> Do <laughs> so, I? I think Do so. I? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Sure. You can find me on um, Twitter or X or whatever we call it. We refuse um, to call it X. Yeah. We're not okay. doing it. Oh, good. Not doing it. Good. I, I agree. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Cowart. So it's D-R-K-O-W-E-R-T. I have a website. It's R-K-O-W-E-R-T.com where you can learn more about my work and you can find, you'll find a link to the Witcher book there under books. Um, download it, give it a read. And then yeah. when you realize how great it is, pick up a copy and have it in your little Zoom background like I do. I'm pointing <laughs> it to the host now. You can't <laughs> And we'll definitely link to it on our social media accounts as well so that people awesome. can find it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have these these links in the on our social media accounts and um in the show notes as well. Um, but um yeah, Dr. Cohort, this has been really lovely and mm-hmm. wonderful um and um a nice a nice afternoon chat um with good whiskey and good, whiskey. good yeah. company um yeah i quite enjoyed this and i quite enjoyed reading the book so thank you awesome. for um for for editing it and getting it out there in the world 
Uh, thank you so much for having me. And then I guess, you know, Mass Effect's next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's my hope. That's my well, goal. See, now you I'll be the first person. Tim. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Now you got to do something for it, Tim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, well, let's see if this, if it happens, we can talk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We're yeah. so, as Tim said, so excited to have you. Really classing the join up, Dr. Rachel. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Whiskey with Witcher is a malcontent media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. For updates, picks, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to ask us a question, share your Yenskir fanfic, or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at whiskeywithwitcher at malcontent.media or join the Whiskey with Witcher Discord. You can find the link at the top of our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Who knows? We might even share your comments on the podcast. Finally, if you like what you've heard, toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers! We don't do video like we've talked about, so I've right. never really set up a We a are nice. not on-camera people. <laughs> We yeah. are behind the no. scenes people. No. When you yeah. record with each other, you don't look, you have the camera on. We're live. We're mm-hmm. to in this all in the same room. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all that. do it at our producer's oh, wow. house in the valley. Yep. Oh, I didn't realize that. So we're all yeah. there. That's why, that's why this is all kind of not, yeah. like, you know, a little new to us. Like, like yeah. we're f- trying to figure some of this stuff look, out. I would have come. I'm in Canada. It's cold here. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's it. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Awkward ending. Yeah. <laughs>